What is up, everybody? Jordan here, back with another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. This is episode 455 of the show. To start out today, I just wanted to thank everybody for all the support on the walking ebook that I put on uh, the Stoltz Jordan store, uh, which is stoltzjordan.selfie.store. I'll link that in the description of the show again today. Uh, but blown away by the support from you guys. Uh, I know, you know, the podcast isn't the biggest podcast in the world. I don't get the craziest guests. Just kind of get on and try to help you guys out a little bit on your journeys. And whether it's a few hundred or a few thousand of you, even helping one or two people out means the world to me. That's what I feel like I'm here to do. Coach people, teach people, and help people on their journeys to becoming healthier and more well-rounded and more fit and healthy, uh, long living, all those things. So thank you for the support on the book. If you haven't go picked, if you haven't gone and picked it up yet, you can do that at the link to the store that I'll link in the description of the show, stoltzjordan.selfie.com, where you can just shoot me an email for a copy. Um, I appreciate the support as always, and of course, just tuning in and listening to the show, talking about it, sending me messages, reviews, all that kind of stuff. Um, greatly appreciated. I've been doing the podcast for um, six years, not completely consistent through that six years, but 455 episodes through have on pretty cool guests a lot of the time. Going to work on some getting some more guests here. And there's a lot of work that goes into the podcast behind the scenes, just coming up with content for almost 500 episodes and having you guys support the show through that book really helps um, and helps motivate me, keep me going. I guess it's good to see some kind of external uh, motivation like that. So I guess I want to talk a little bit today about walking. I know that's what I talked about at least in a third or half of the episode last week or two weeks ago, but it's a great tool. I'm obsessed with it right now. I'm really becoming like a eat more, move more kind of guy. I think there's a lot of benefits to that. I wanted to do a full episode dedicated to walking for weight loss and how do you approach the practice of just moving more to lose more weight instead of always cutting calories and restricting. That's what I talk about in that book is why calorie restriction isn't the answer, the problems that can come with it. I want to talk about that today a little bit and how you'd actually implement walking today. So if you picked up the book, um, this will be a great episode to pair with it because I'm going to give you more specific examples than what's in the ebook about how to implement walking for weight loss. If you have some goals of getting leaner, losing body fat, this is gonna be your ticket to getting there. And I think it's a lot better than cutting calories, counting calories and restricting. So this is what I'm really excited about right now. Um, we're gonna get started. I guess just to fill you guys in, I like to kind of talk about my own goals, my own progress and what I'm doing. Um, I ended my fat loss phase. Um, this last week, I had talked about in the last episode how I um, was trying you know, lose body fat because of low appetite and things like that. I ended my fat loss phase because of getting better sleep. Training was better. I kind of had some strength goals in mind. I wanted to hit 600-pound deadlift was a big one I wanted to hit. Uh, 315 bench, wanted to hit that. So those are on the way. And of course, need the calories to support those goals. And um, just kind of with how my year shakes up, I wanted to do another muscle gain phase and focus on that. So I think something that's surprising is when you are trying to push your weight 
one way or the other, whether you're trying to lose weight or gain weight. So right now I'm trying to gain weight slowly. Um, once you are trying to push past a certain weight or a certain number, it's crazy how many or few calories, if you're in fat loss, you need to eat to do that. It's not always as simple as a small calorie deficit or a small calorie surplus. A lot of times it takes a lot more to drive that change. The body really likes to hold on to its comfortable weight. You're doing something fairly unnatural by forcing the body to change its weight and body composition. For me, for gaining weight, you know, I can maintain my weight probably on 32, 3,300 calories. That's kind of like roughly my maintenance. I'm right now on 4,200 calories, barely gaining weight. One big part of that actually is the walking. I think that I get a lot more energy from the extra carbs and food, and I'm able to move around even more, get a really high activity level. My workouts, I'm pushing harder, so I'm burning through some of the calories. Um, but there's more to it than that as well. The body fights it a little bit. And you might be surprised as well when you're trying to lose fat and you're trying to lose weight, how few calories you actually have to eat. That's a very unfortunate truth. Um, if you're 180 and you want to get to 150, you might think you could eat 1,800 calories the whole time. That's not true. You might actually have to get down to 1,300, 1,400 uncomfortably low levels of restriction to get to your goal, which is why walking comes into play in a very, very important way because you always have the opportunity, and I'll talk about this later in the show today after the intro, um, you always have the opportunity to take either lower calories or more activity. And you have this option at every week check-in or two-week check-in or however you want to structure your diet, you have that option on what you want to change to keep making progress. So it's not going to be easy and you are going to have to push yourself one way or the other, but sometimes walking can be a lot easier than restricting further, which is why I'm such a big fan of walking for weight loss, which is what today's show is all about. Episode 455, that's a little fill-in on my goals. Uh, let's get started with today's show. Roll the intro. All right, so we're going to start today like we started a couple weeks ago, kind of my new format for the show. The quote of the day. The quote of the day is a short one. It's a sweet one, but it's everything when it comes to health and fitness. The quote is, you may not be there yet, but you're closer than you were yesterday. Big, powerful quote for health and fitness because it really stresses the importance of progress. Progress is everything everything folks when it comes to fitness, lifting, nutrition, business, relationships, every area of life, it's about small incremental steps to progress. We live in a society that wants quick results. There's a reason why the weight loss industry focuses on quick fix diets, fad diets, crash diets, things that aren't sustainable because we, the people, the market are asking for it. We want quick fixes. There are no quick fixes, and that's the truth you need to accept. The key is to make small changes towards your goals every single day. It might just be going for a 10-minute walk. It might be hitting the gym three times this week when you only did two last week. It might be tracking your calories every day this week. It might be just eating another serving of vegetables this week. It might be hitting your protein. It might be focusing on sleep. It might be smiling more and trying to be more positive. 
There's so many little things you can do. The key is stacking wins, stacking changes. You're not going to be at your goal tomorrow, but you are going to be closer than you were yesterday. As long as you're focusing on progress like that, you will eventually get there and fall in love with the journey in the process. What you'll learn to love is stacking those wins and making that progress, not getting to that end destination. That's the quote of the day. Let's get into the topic of today's show, which is going to be, like I said, walking for weight loss, specifically walking for weight loss. Walking should be included, I think, in every plan, not just weight loss. I'm in a muscle gain phase, and I'm focusing on getting a lot of steps in every day uh, for health, for longevity, for happy dogs, for all this stuff, and honestly, in a muscle gain phase, so I can eat more and fuel my training even better. Moving more and expending more energy is going to help you eat more calories, and that can help regardless of the phase you're in, whether it's maintenance, fat loss, muscle gain, anything. It's going to help to eat more. You're going to feel better, more energized, have more fun at social events, all that stuff. It's part of a healthy lifestyle. I'm a big believer in lifestyle modification. I think that your fitness journey should look a lot more like how am I going to modify my lifestyle for the rest of my life? then how am I going to change my lifestyle for 12 weeks to hit my goal? What are the habits you can do that are going to stick? Can you eat more fruit and vegetables? Can you eat more protein? Can you focus on whole natural foods? Uh, can you take some supplements that are going to help you live a longer, happier, more energetic life? Um, can you exercise, stay active, reduce sedentary uh, time? You know, Those are the things that are going to make a big difference in your total life and getting to your progress even faster that you're looking for. So lifestyle modification is everything. Not trying to be controversial or call anybody out. Someone I really respect in the nutrition and fitness industry is Alan Aragon. Alan Aragon made an Instagram post the other day that I wouldn't say triggered me, but it did kind of rub me the wrong way where he was essentially criticizing the goal and the suggestion of hitting 10,000 steps a day with the, um, I guess, the explanation that it can be an unattainable goal for some people. People are going to get frustrated. There's nothing magical about that number specifically. So it's kind of just a random number we threw out there in the fitness industry. You know, in a way, I guess... Technically, he's right. I think it's honestly just for clicks. I think it's just for views to go after something that is a common recommendation to stir up some controversy and people like me talking about it on a podcast and get you know another few thousand people looking at his content. He's great. Nothing against him. However, I think that's a bad recommendation to steer people away from a number like 10,000 steps unless you're telling them to shoot for 20,000 steps because it's good to be more active especially in America, but probably most of the world and probably everyone listening to this podcast is too sedentary. We don't move enough. Um, we come from ancestors where we moved all the time. Right now, a lot of us sit in chairs most of the day for our office job. You know, we wake up, sit in a chair, we drink our coffee, sit in a chair on our way to work, sit in a chair at work, sit in the chair on the way back from work and sit in the chair and watch TV at night. It's a lot of sitting. It's not enough moving. And 10,000 steps is a random number pretty much, except it's kind of not because it's the number that I think anybody can hit with any kind of effort at all. I've seen busy professionals hit it, CEOs hit it, moms of four or five kids hit it. I've seen people in college hit it. I've seen people that work 12 hours a day hit it. 
many professions, many weights. It doesn't matter. It's very attainable if you work it in throughout your day, like I'll talk about in today's show. It's something that is going to help you. You're going to be more active. You're going to shoot for a goal that is attainable. You know it's not impossible. Um, and even if you miss it, shooting for 10,000 and getting 8,000 is better than shooting for 5,000 and getting 5,000. Um, as long as you're not beating yourself up about not hitting 10, you're still more active and in a healthier and happier place. So um, I don't know why there is a push in that direction against that recommendation. It's lifestyle modification. That's everything it is. You are working on becoming less sedentary, more active, burning more calories, you know, doing something that is going to improve your life and longevity and health and happiness and fitness. So there's a lot of benefits to walking. Let's talk about some of the benefits um, of walking for weight loss specifically. We're going to talk about that, I guess. So number one is it doesn't hurt recovery. Walking is a great tool. It's the best cardio activity there is. It's not the most intense. It's not going to get your heart rate up and you sweating. That's a positive in itself. But it's great because it doesn't hurt recovery. You're able to train, I mean, like a maniac if you want to, definitely with proper programming and walk 15, 20,000 steps a day after you get used to it. And it's not going to impact your recovery at all. My feet don't get sore. I'm walking 15 to 20,000 steps a day. My feet don't hurt. I even wear barefoot shoes doing it. My feet don't hurt. My knees don't hurt. My hips don't hurt. Uh, it doesn't affect my strength in leg exercises. Maybe it did in the first week. Um, but if you kind of taper it in, it's not that bad. It doesn't hurt recovery. It actually enhances recovery to get blood flowing, more active, a little bit of a sweat going on the hot days, um, and then just getting outside. It helps your sleep, all these things. It's actually helping recovery, not hurting other cardio activities like sprints, stair steppers, cardio machines, high intensity interval training, burpees, all that stuff. It's going to hurt your recovery and you can only do so much of it before it starts eating into your weight training a little bit, which is the cornerstone of a good, healthy training program, exercise regimen. The next one is you'd be surprised at how many calories it can burn. Walking 10,000 steps a day or 15 or 7,000 is going to burn a lot more calories than you're currently burning. Neat or non-exercise activity, thermogenesis, how many calories you burn just doing random stuff through the day, it's a huge component of your metabolism. People talk about metabolism slowing as they age. What they don't realize is that studies show most of that metabolism slowdown as you age is due to moving less. I experienced this when I left college. I talked about this on the show a few years ago. I had a job in my master's program where I was a graduate assistant strength and conditioning coach. So I coached all day, 6 a.m. to about 4 p.m., moving around constantly, moving barbells, coaching athletes, going from football field to basketball arena, weight room to weight room, moving constantly. I probably averaged 20,000 20, steps a day or so. Um, and I burn a ton of calories. I could eat whatever I wanted. When I first moved to my first office job after that, I realized very quickly how just moving less can really catch up to you. You got to start watching how much you're eating because you're not as active. That's really the, the main reason. When you're in your 20s or teens, you're moving around all the time. When you're in your 30s and 40s and then 50s and 60s and 70s, you're moving around less and less and less, and that's going to definitely affect your metabolism overall. 
age isn't as direct of a factor of metabolism slowdown as you would think. Mostly, it's just neat. So it's a huge factor in your metabolism. It burns a lot of calories. You can probably, and this is not based on science, it's just an estimate from my experience, you can probably eat another 400 calories a day just by focusing on walking more, hitting 10,000 steps, granted you aren't already. If you add in a way more active lifestyle through NEAT, moving more, walking more, you can definitely increase your calorie intake and still make progress. It's going to make a huge difference. Even low-intensity activity is going to make a big difference, and the biggest thing is that you're just not sitting down and being totally sedentary. You're always moving around. The third benefit is that it just gets you outside and gets you spending quality time uh, with people you love, your pet, or even yourself. Um, And maybe that is the person you love. I don't know. But just getting outside is healthy in itself. Getting some sun is healthy in itself. Um, There's lots of benefits just to that. don't want to sound too hippie, but there are benefits just to being in the sun, feeling the ground on your feet, um, getting in nature, walking through a quiet area, something like that, like a park. And if you're walking with a loved one or your pet or your kid in a stroller, you're spending quality time with them. That is worth a lot as well. So I don't need to spend too much time on that, but um, I definitely treasure the time walking our dogs and our toddler in the stroller um, and I, I really enjoy that. It's an important part of health and fitness too is relationships. The next one is it's easy to implement on any schedule. Walking is easy to implement for anybody. I mentioned at the beginning of the show how I've seen busy professionals, busy moms, overweight people, underweight people, big, little, old, young, everyone implement walking. There are lots of ways you can implement no matter your schedule or how busy you are you can implement walking a lot of different ways. Um, I've talked about this a little bit in last, the last show I did briefly. There's a few strategies. You can do a big walk where you knock out most of your steps. Like if you go for a three-mile walk, you're knocking out 6,000-plus steps in that one walk. It might take you a while, but you are getting most of your walking in for the day. You can work in mini walks where you do little 10-minute walks uh, throughout the day. Maybe you walk a quarter mile you know, five times a day or maybe a half, say a half mile for easiness, 10 times a day, 10 half mile walks. That's not going to take you very long to walk a half mile. And 10 of those walks is going to be five miles, 10,000 steps, right? Usually I try to shoot for a little bit of everything, like one big walk that's knocking out. Like I do a two mile walk. It's kind of a happy medium where it doesn't take too long. Uh, but it is enough to get you outside. So a two-mile walk to knock out four or 5,000 steps and then just incorporate steps through the day doing other stuff. I have a walking pad like I talked about. So while I work, I'll walk maybe three, four miles um, on, a, on a good day, sometimes two miles. Um, and then I'll incorporate it through the day in other ways. Play with the kid, play with the dog, do chores, take the stairs instead of the elevator, park further away, all those tips. You can implement walking a lot of different ways. You don't have to drive to the gym, get on a treadmill, spend an hour on it, although you could, but you could just drip it in in slow ways if you're busy um, or if you have a big block of time, just get that walk done. You don't have to worry about your steps the rest of the day. Lots of ways to do it, which is a big advantage to it compared to high-intensity interval training or even weight training. And the last one I want to talk about is how it's very easy to ramp up 
and adjust and measure as you plateau. Just like counting calories is a great tool for weight loss because you're able to see what you're eating on average for the week, make adjustments if needed. So if you're eating 2,200 calories, not making progress, you drop to 2,000, you'll probably see progress. With steps, if you're walking 4,000 and you're tracking that number, you can bump it to six and you're going to see a lot more progress. And it's easy to make small adjustments and tweaks and to see if you're actually being consistent. Something like high intensity training or boot camps or classes are tough because even if you go to the class, the level of energy you're putting in could change. The actual class could change on how many calories you burn and the exercises you do. Um, other factors could go into play on how effective it is. Walking is easy to change, measure, and uh, make good decisions on your diet from it. So let's talk a little bit about how you do it. Got to scroll down on my notes here. How do you track steps? That is the question. How do you use walking for weight loss? Well, I just gave the first one away. You track your steps. Steps is probably the best way to measure walking for weight loss because like I just said, it's a great data tool. You can always adjust calories or steps and change things as you plateau. Find where you're most sedentary, like if you're more sedentary on the weekends and you didn't even know it or on the weekdays. I kind of use miles a lot of times. You'll see if you're watching the video version of this on the YouTube channel that I am not wearing like a Fitbit or anything. Um, I have one, but I just don't like it on my wrist. So I usually focus on miles. The walking pad I have has, you know, the miles per hour you're going. So I usually try to walk at least an hour on the two, three speed. So that's, you know, two and a half miles or so. I go for that two mile walk. That's almost 10,000 steps right there. And then I'll usually walk a little bit more on the walking pad or do a little cardio after the workout and that kind of thing to get to my goal. I like miles. Steps are probably better though for most people if you don't mind wearing the watch or the Fitbit. So you track steps. You track your maintenance steps essentially. This is, I guess, the action plan on how to walk for weight loss. Track your steps on average for the week. Um, if you walk, say, you know, 5,000 steps for six of the days and then 10,000 on the other day, you want to factor that into your average. Maybe that ends up being like 6,000 on average. If you walk 6,000 on average and you're not losing weight, bump that up to 8,000. Hit that goal every single day, seven out of seven days, you're consistent. No matter if you're traveling, on vacation, um, you're at work, you're at home, whatever. Seven out of seven days, 8,000 plus. And if you plateau, you have that option I talked about. You can drop one or 200 calories or bump yourself up by a thousand steps or so. You always have that two road option. Um, and that's really uh, brings a lot of flexibility and um, excitement to your diet because you're able to make more than just restriction and calories for your adjustments. If you are starving already on 1400 calories and you know, you're walking 6,000 steps a day, you have a lot of room to improve on the activity side instead of cutting calories, which might be harder to sustain. So you just pick via your preference, which is more sustainable for you, which you're more likely to adhere to. For most people, I think walking is going to be a great thing up to about 12,000 steps. And that's going to be pretty hard to fit in and going to be pretty hard to get to unless you work from home can take a lot of walks and have a walking pad. Otherwise, it's going to be really hard to get to that goal past 12,000. So up until that point, you have that option on adjustments. Um, tools that can help you, Fitbit, 
to track the steps or an Apple Watch or something. Uh, walking pad can really help if you work from home. I don't know how many people that applies to, but even if you don't, a little treadmill or a walking pad is like $200. You can probably find a full-size treadmill on Marketplace for cheaper than that. Walk while you watch TV, walk while you read a book, walk while you drink your coffee in the morning if you're able to be that coordinated. Um, getting in little step sessions throughout the day can really help. Um, and then I'll also mention as a tool, a weighted vest has been really cool for me to try. I That's a little bit more advanced of a strategy that I won't talk about in today's show. This is more about just basic walking for weight loss. That kind of is classified more under rucking or weighted apparel, but I find it adds another element to it, which is really cool. And maybe I'll make another ebook on this later down the road. If you have the option of cutting calories, increasing steps, what you could also do is increase the number of steps that you have weighted apparel on for. And that adds another element to how many calories you're burning. So if I walk 10,000 steps a day and 4,000 of those, I have a weighted vest on, I have the option of decreasing calories, bumping up from 10,000 steps, or bumping up another 1,000 steps of weighted apparel. So you get three options instead of two. It's a very cool tool to use, and if you don't mind wearing a weight vest and getting all sweaty, um, it's a great thing to throw on if you're already going for a walk. You you look like you're in the SWAT team or something, and people might look at you, but you are burning even more calories than before. Big fan of that. That's an advanced tool I might talk about later. So all in all, everybody, walking is an amazing tool for weight loss. It can keep your calories higher as you diet, which is really going to help you long term with adherence, feeling better, more energy, um, more calories is going to help with a lot of things. This is even a little bit crazy to even talk about, but a study came out yesterday um, from James Krieger. He posted it on Instagram where he talked about how actually pooping more and more regularly increases your calorie expenditure through the day by up to 200 calories. Of course, eating more is going to help you do that more. And, you know, you can kind of see the dots connecting here. Walk more, you can eat more, you'll poop more, and then you're burning even more calories than just with the walking alone. Right? It's kind of, I don't, you know, encourage you guys just to try to poop more for calorie burn, but hey, I had to mention it because it is part of the body system and apparently part of metabolism that most people don't even know about. Walking gets you healthier. That's very important, right? A lot of people here, we're focusing so hard on our goals, pushing the intensity in the gym, increasing strength, gaining muscle, focusing on things, uh, you know, maybe to an unhealthy level where something like walking is going to keep you healthy, keep you fit for life. And it's something you can change in your life as a lifestyle modification tool to become just less sedentary overall, which is, I think, the biggest factor for health and longevity. Don't be sedentary, be more active, and you're going to um, have a much longer, better life. And the last one is, it helps you lose the weight. It is effective, and it helps you keep off the weight because you're modifying your lifestyle. I think it's better than calorie restriction because think of this, past 12 weeks. If you're going to lose weight, is it easier to have really low calories for a long time or just move more for a long time? If you have 50 years left to live, um, you know, before you're in a wheelchair or something, would you rather 
go for an extra walk or two a day or eat less food and probably enjoy your life a little less and social events and things. Most people are going to choose the walking. It's going to help you keep the weight off, lose the weight. It's much better, better than calorie restriction for a lot of different reasons. And that's something I talk about a lot in that ebook. So if you haven't went and picked up the ebook yet, it's stoltzjordan.selfie.store. And I will put that link in the description of the podcast because Stoltz Jordan is hard to spell. Selfie is hard to spell. It's just a nightmare link. Um, I'll put that in the description of the show. And go check out the book if you want to support the podcast, if you like what I'm doing and want to learn more about walking for weight loss. It's just a short guide on how to implement it. Uh, And today's show should help with that as well. Thank you guys for joining me. I feel like I could talk another hour about this because uh, it's something I'm just super excited about right now. It's made a big difference for me, even with being busy, working multiple jobs, doing this podcast, another YouTube channel on the side, three kids. Implementing walking has made a world of a difference, and it's I'm finding it to be, I hate to even be too cheesy, but the game changer in my progress and my fitness. So I hope to help you guys implement it as well. It is hard to take that first step, but remember from the quote of the day, it's not about getting to that super high activity level or to your goal. It's about making progress. If you're walking 4,000 steps a day, it's not about jumping up to 10,000. It's about going to 5,000 and then six and then seven and then eight. And then soon enough, you'll be at 10 and not sedentary at all. And your progress will come faster than you never thought possible. So that's it. Um, Thank you for joining me for today's show, episode 455 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. I'm Jordan Stoltz, your host. Until next time, take it easy, everybody.